Welcome back, boogers, to the Late Night Fried. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And this is part two of our Halloween episode. Uh, we Part one, we talked about 1978's John Carpenter's Halloween. Say that five times really fast. But uh, we're not doing the entire series. We're doing the two direct sequels to that movie. And they are 1981's Halloween 2 and 2018's Halloween. Not to be confused with the 78 film. So, Faith... Mm-hmm. You ready to get into it? I am. Let's start with Halloween 2. What Let's do you think? Let's do it. Halloween 2 came out October 30th, 1981. It was written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. And we talked about both of them in the last episode. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened, give it a listen. It was directed by Rick Rosenthal. He has a lot of TV credits, but he also came back to direct Halloween Resurrection in 2002. That's not my favorite of the Halloween movies. Not mine either. Where does it rank on, on your list? It's actually toward the bottom. Mine too, on, yeah. On my list. The reality TV thing, I'm not a big fan. When it came out, uh, it made $25 million at the 1981 box office. And when adjusted for inflation, that is about $82 million. So it was a pretty good hit. Mm-hmm. It brought back Donald Pleasance. Jamie Lee Curtis. She was a scream queen at this point. So let's just get into it. What do you think of Halloween 2, Faith? I think it's just as good as the first, the 1978 version. Those two are my, you know, go-to Halloween. I think it's close. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the impact that the first one Mm -mm. does. Nothing will have the impact of that first one. But John Carpenter was involved in this and he Mm -hmm. came back to do the music. He did write it. Now, Uh, We're going to assume that most people out there have seen this movie, and we would be remiss if we did not mention that this movie is currently available to stream on our favorite (laughs) streaming service, Shudder. Are you listening, Shudder? We're going to hashtag you. And, you know, they like some of our stuff Uh, on Instagram. Isn't that Mm -hmm. neat? And we've gotten messages from them, too, like just, uh, you know, a great picture or something like that. So we'd love to hear from you. Free month would be great. Right. Or just let us come hang out for a little while. Uh, anyway, it is available to stream on Shutter. We're going to assume that you have seen this. So, 1981, there is a twist in this movie that not a lot of people saw coming. John Carpenter has said that he's not a huge fan of the twist. He put it in just because to keep things interesting. Would you like to enlighten the listeners as to what the twist is? I think you should. Go for it. Laurie Strode is Michael Myers' sister. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Not exactly on par with the I am your father bit from <laughs> The Empire Strikes Back. Let me ask you this, because now I didn't prepare a lot of notes for this. I know you have some notes. Oh, too many, but for this. A little bit. Uh, figured it'd kind of be a little more of a free form mm-hmm. talking about these two movies. Uh, like I said, Empire came out the year before, and there was the big reveal. Do you think that may have had something to do with it? Possibly, but. I haven't seen anything. Yes anywhere that says that was for sure something that they were doing but he says he's not a fan of it it works for me it works it for does me. for me too works for me so what are your thoughts on this movie just as far as you said you feel like it is uh the the sequel it is in my the opinion sequel. it is the sequel what what makes this movie work for you 
I think it just, it ties well with the first one, for sure. I think along with how creepy the first one is, the darkness, the, the stalking, stuff like that, it kind of goes hand in hand with the first one to me. Um, more than any, well, more than 2018, I should say. Right. And the sequel. Let's, uh, we're going to hold off on 2018 no, for the moment because it could get messy in here. You could. As Fred Krueger say, it might get messy. <laughs> uh, and we're going to tell you right now that we like one of these movies. Just one. Just one. <laughs> I really like the 1981 movie, Faith. I think, I think I they think already you, got I that they, when I said this is the sequel. This is the sequel. <laughs> to Halloween. This movie feels Special. feels like Halloween 1978 with a bigger budget. Right. It does feel like a little bigger of a movie. And, you know, she's wearing a wig. But mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. This feels like the direct continuation. And technically it is still the same night. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what kind of makes it a little more the sequel for me because it's not so far off right. you know, into something else or like, you know, a year later. It's like literally right. a continuation and I like that. Right. And Carpenter and Hill wrote it. So there's some continuity there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rick Rosenthal, I think he's a fine director. This feels like 78 and mm-hmm. maybe he's aping all of the shots from the 1978 movie. And that's fine because fine. it definitely it has that feel. <laughs> And uh, it had been a little while since I had seen it and watching it for the show. There were moments where I was like, ooh, because I haven't seen this exactly. one as much as the 78 movie. But there I've were moments where I was... probably just as much, but okay. I haven't seen it since around Halloween time. So it had been, you know, a few months at least that I've sat down and watched it. And um, again, it kind of feels like the first time watching it every time you watch it, you know. It's creepy. <laughs> it, it really it really does. Uh, and Donald Pleasance is back, and he's mm-hmm. doing his Donald Pleasance thing. And uh, Now, you said, you texted me, uh, one of your favorite lines that he has is in this movie. Is that right? Two of them. Two of them, and what are they? And um, can you do your best to deliver them as Donald Pleasance? No, I cannot. Okay, well, you're... I'm not a British man. So. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, one of them, well, the first one he says is, you don't know what death is. I don't know why I like that so much. It just That's right out. at the beginning, isn't mm-hmm. it? Right. It just kind of stood out. And I was like, oh, I like that line. Um, the other one was, we're all afraid of the dark inside ourselves. Right. I like that. And this ties in with the uh, idea of the fear that we talked mm-hmm. about. And they bring up Sam Hain by name mm-hmm. in this movie, which I think I is great. So a direct continuation of the ideas in the first movie. Uh, I wouldn't say this movie is as good as the first one, but it's pretty good. Yeah. It's an enjoyable watch. Exactly. Uh, it doesn't make me angry exactly where does this rank as far as the sequels go for you is this is this maybe your favorite sequel out of the bunch probably yeah i would say that it's hard i can i do like most of them most of them most of them but i think yeah i think this is yeah obviously 1978 is my favorite i think this would be second for me it's second i think it's second for me uh and i know it's not a popular choice and then maybe h2o just because she comes that. back uh, and starts another timeline. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, what I like about this movie is uh, all three of the main characters, Michael, Dr. Loomis, and Laurie, have their own movie in this. And the first kind of third belongs to Dr. Loomis, I feel. And then the second third belongs to Michael Myers. And then the last third belongs to Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I noticed when I was watching it the other day that she kind of disappears in that second half of the movie when she's in the hospital bed. And then it hit me. I said, wait, they all have their own movie and the stories converge. And I like it. I, I like that you get 
from his point of view, uh, literally and figuratively, that you're following him and his uh, his adventures on the night he came home. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, like I said, I think it's great. It feels like the it other does. movie. It does. It it's more contained. It's kind of like Die Hard, and that it's really kind of contained in that that one spot, which mm-hmm. I think really works and adds to the tension. And again, like the first one, it takes its time. It does. And see, I think um, I think I like it being in a hospital for the most part, kind of through, you know, most of the movie. I don't know why. I think it's kind of creepy in a way. And it's really dark and there's shadows. Well, you like you <laughs> like the psychiatric stuff, don't you? You like I do. you like um, ghost adventures when they go to like those kind of places. Those are my so, favorite. What is it about these places? Uh, and this this isn't anything to do with the movie, but I'm just I'm just curious. And I'm not asking you directly, but what is it with these places that fascinates us so much? Because I don't know. there is a fascination. I mean, oddly enough, I have a list of my favorite psychiatric places. Like, have you seen a horror film starring David Caruso called Session Nine? I have not. We need to put this on the list. It's set in I'll a psychiatric. Write it down. Write now, it down so right now. You know, so we don't uh, forget. It's set in a psych, uh, an abandoned psych yeah, ward. Yeah, we're going to watch it. And it is. Uh, it got recommended to me by a friend. I think it came out oh one oh two and. It is a creep fest. It's a very good, taught cool. psychological movie. So you heard it here. This is how we work on this show. This is how we pick them out. Sometimes on the air. So, uh, but we do seem to have a fascination with these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it might have something to do with the energy that's present in these things? Probably so. Because I, think so. I believe that places hold energy. I know you and we do. do. Yeah. And sometimes people hold mm-hmm. energy. I believe objects like wood and things, stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're, everything's kind of alive in its own mm-hmm. way. And those places seem to be extra alive mm-hmm. because of some of the energy that is brought into them. And then it takes on some of that energy. I, do I sound like a stark, raving, crazy person? No. We had a stark, raving, crazy person call <laughs> yes, us at the end of the last episode. <laughs> so I don't want to sound like a stark, raving loon. Um, Not even close. So anyway, so the, uh, that's our metaphysical kick for the evening but uh it does work for this movie and it does seem like a logical place for them to be after Mm -hmm. the other movie i like that they make reference to one of the girls that uh that died she's actually has a cameo as a dead body Mm -hmm. in the movie so what else do you have there on your list of notes Um, for halloween i don't don't have too many notes um i have things about the shadows and the suspense in this movie it's kind of I kind of compare stuff with eighteen, but if we want to hold off a little bit, let's hold off on that. Do you feel like this movie has more shadows in the first movie? A little bit, yeah. It's close. I feel like it's I feel like it's, it's just very dark. I like the darkness of it. I like there's not a lot of daytime. You know, it's I just, like the darkness of it too. Night and now let me ask you this: the boiler room scene. Who were you thinking about when you saw that boiler room? And who do you red think? Light? I didn't know who you were thinking about. <laughs> that was my favorite scene in the movie. Was when he was chasing her in the boiler room. Do you have a favorite scene in this movie? Um, I feel like I do, and I feel like I can't think of it. Um, I do like that scene. Can I say all of them again? <laughs> you can say all of them. My favorite moment is when he's trying to get her with a scalpel. Yeah. And she's getting out the window, Wait, and he's still slashing I will say, slashing I, I do like her. something. When she comes out of her hospital room, and he's in the hospital, and he gets the nurse... There's a blonde nurse that he, that he right. you know, and he kills her and she watches him and she knows officially he's in the hospital right. with her. I like that yes. scene. Yes, yes. I like that. Um, I just like him swinging that scalpel. Just hope against hope yeah. he's going to get something. <laughs> so uh, did you have a favorite performance in this movie? Um, I, I like Donald again in it. 
He's, he's, I just, he's great. I like him. I don't he's know great. so much. <laughs> he's, he's always great. Uh, favorite kill? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I can't think of I like head. the creativity of the hot tub, of the uh, therapy yeah. room. I, that, it's that such overkill, but... <laughs> It's, it's kind of overkill. I do like when the guy found the nurse um, with the IV. Yes. Her blood was dripping. How, I like that a lot. How creepy was that? Can we talk about the fact that Michael Myers is a jack of all trades? There's nothing right? that he can't do. He knows anatomy. He knows how to drive. You know, There's all kinds of things that he knows. Um, he's like Hannibal Lecter without the, uh, without the British accent and speech. So. <laughs> You know, we didn't talk about this in the in the 1978 Carpenter movie, mm-hmm. uh, and it kind of is a point in the 2018, which we're going to get to. Um, he doesn't speak. What do you think about the fact that he has never said a word well, in a any of these films I that it. I know of? I can't remember him mm-hmm. saying. I don't think anything. he's ever said a word. I don't think he needs to. I think it. I think he it adds to the to. legend. It does. If he ever spoke, I'd, I'd probably be like, "Hmm, don't know how I feel about it." And I'm we're like, going to talk about this a little more. 2018. How do you feel about him? Always wearing the mask. Do you feel the need to see his face at all? No. Does it make you curious what he looks like? Because you get glimpses. Yeah, but he's not somebody that I'm like, ooh, I wonder what he looks like. To me, he's he, he's Michael Myers with the mask. Right. I can't really picture right. without it. So right. kind of, you know, feels I'm, right to have it. I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend Halloween too? Oh, of course. Absolutely. It's, I would recommend it as a double bill it's, yeah, with it's the original. The sequel. The sequel. Do you have anything else uh, that you want to um, talk about with Halloween 2? Not really. Like I said, um, I think 1 and 2 are scary. And if you want to be scared. I want to make that point, too, about 1 and 2 as well, that these are scary. Mm-hmm. They are. They have atmosphere. They're creepy. They're scary at points. They're terrifying. I want to make the words you used earlier. They have tension. They have tension. Both of them have tension. I want to make that point now about these movies because we're about to talk about a movie that I think doesn't have these things at all. So I want to make it clear that that these movies have this. Mm -hmm. So I like this movie. I love this. If Halloween is a ten, I'm going to give this one an eight five. That's exactly just because it's not Halloween seventy eight. And I'm also taking off a point because she doesn't disco dance like she did in prom night. <laughs> if Jamie Lee had disco danced like she did in prom night in the hospital gown, I might have given it half of a I'm point. I'm okay with her not disco dancing. <laughs> well, you're not me. <laughs> I know. So I like it. I like it. Two cheap. thumbs up. So we are going to take a break. Oh, but first, Faith, we are getting another phone call. You know, now... Uh, Perry Parcheesi is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now he, 40 years ago, he killed three babysitters and a pizza delivery guy. He escaped from Cozy Grove, the rehabilitation center outside of Cozy Corner for serial killers. He also killed the pizza delivery guy, who, but he did not take the pizza. It was a ham and pineapple pizza. He left it. I know you like it. Apparently he it. doesn't. Yes. But, uh, he has gotten out and he is in Cozy Corner somewhere. They're looking for him. Stay inside, uh, lock your door. Uh, bolt your windows. Do not answer the door for anyone. Just want to remind you all of that. But we are getting a phone call. Faith, you want to take it? Let's go for it. Let's go for it. You are on the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. What is on your mind this evening? I met him 15 years ago. I, sir, I was told there was nothing left. Sir, is this you? No reason. 
Faith is at doctor again. Hello? Sir? Is this a butt dial again? I don't know. Sir, this is a late night fright with Dan and Faith. Six-year-old child with this... The music is bad. Oh, my God. What is this? Hello, sir. The blackest eyes. Who, who had the blackest eyes? Was it Perry Parcheesi? I spent eight years trying to reach him. Perry, Perry Parcheesi, right? Trying to keep him locked up because I realized sir. that what was living behind that boy's Hello, eyes sir. Hello. For 15 years. Oh, he's, oh my gosh. He's, to find out he's been, wa- I think he's been walking around just saying the same thing all night. I think so. My life work. Your life work, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're this ultimate failure. This thing that lived inside of him. What thing? What is this thing? Too violent, too deadly what, what? for you to imagine. What are, it grew what are you talking him. about? What grew inside him? I don't know. His sir? 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 Put... It was what? Pure evil. Evil. And he hung up. He hung up again. So I have a feeling we haven't heard the last of him, uh, and I hope we have. He I sounds like a Stark Raven lunatic. So we are going to take a break, but when we get back, we are going to talk about the 2018 film Halloween, and as I've said about three or four times, not to be confused with the 1978 John Carpenter classic. We will see you on the other side. Here's Michael Myers for Welsh Jennings. a vampire keep his valuables? I don't know. Where does a vampire keep in his valuables? In a blood bank. In a blood bank? Mm-hmm. Boo! We'll be right back. At least the music's good. At least that's good. Yeah. We'll be right back. Mario's Cool Guy Emporium, specializing in bass guitars, bass amplification, bass strings, sunglasses, cigarettes, leather pants, tuxedo shirts, tuxedo vests, leather jackets, and tasty bass lines. Mario's Cool Guy Emporium, located on Guilford Road next to the Cozy Cafe. back boogers to the late night fred i am dan and i am faith and we are gonna finish up our discussion of halloween and its two direct sequels by discussing the 2018 film halloween directed by david gordon green this film was written by danny mcbride faith you know who danny mcbride is don't you Mm -hmm. uh jeff fradley and the director david gordon green 
Music was done by John and Cody Carpenter, and this movie grossed $159 million when it came out on October 19th, 2018. It had a huge opening. It was a huge hit. It brought back Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. She had died in 2002's Resurrection. This is where these timelines come into play here. One reviewer said that this is the scariest Michael Myers has ever been. That was from a professional critic. Faith, I'm a little afraid to ask. We've been hinting at it all night. We know some of you are going to be very upset with us when we say this. We mean no disrespect to anyone who made this movie. We have said this before. We don't really talk about movies that we don't like too much. We didn't really like this one. Faith, what do you think of Halloween 2018? Um, this probably shouldn't have been called Halloween. <laughs> That's harsh. I'm sorry. That's very harsh. I didn't like this movie at all. Now, before we get into what disappointed you the most about this movie, we were very excited about this movie, were we not, when we heard that it was 100% excited about this. Because it started with an Instagram post by Jamie Lee Curtis where she was wearing the outfit from the first movie Mm -hmm. outside the house. Nick Castle was in the mask there with her. They were getting ready to start filming, and she was coming back. Of course, we went, well, how are they doing this? And then it came out that, you know, they're doing the timeline thing. We didn't see this in the theater because things were going on. As we've said before, now now we talk about movies. We can't always get out to the theater all the time. Life has a way of getting in the way sometimes. So we watched this for the show. And it was always part of the plan to watch this movie for the show. We were very excited about it. We heard, what did you hear about this movie uh, before we saw it, when it came out? I heard nothing but good stuff about this movie. That it was scary, that it was incredible. You know, nothing bad. And you were hearing that from professional reviewers and your hearing this from, uh, from fans mm-hmm. and people on the internet and things like that. I was hearing the exact same thing. Uh, I wouldn't say my expectations going in were too high. They were kind of tempered, I believe. I was not going, oh, this is going to be the greatest thing since right. sliced bread. But uh, I was excited to watch it. Me too. I was disappointed within 90 seconds of seeing, of watching this movie. Now... I know you have some things to say about it. Let me tell you where this movie lost me. I don't know uh, if you've seen the movie. Great. If you haven't, we're going to try and try and be as spoiler-free as we can. But to really properly talk about this movie, we're going to have to get into it. And it starts off with two podcasters going to visit Michael Myers at Smith's Grove. And they have the mask from 40 years ago that they just happened to get from a friend at the Attorney General's office. And they have it, and they show it to him, and then they start yelling at him. And from the moment he said, "I have this that I got, I have this thing that I got from a friend at the attorney general's office," and you see what it is—that it's the beaten up, tattered mask that you're pretty sure is, is the mask from 40 mm-hmm. years ago. It had lost me. Mm-hmm. Where did it lose you? Oh, right there, right there. Why did that lose me so much? Right there, I'll tell you why it lost me because. I was talking to a friend of mine and I told him uh, what was going because he asked about it. And I said, I didn't like it. And he goes, really? I said, yeah, he hasn't seen it. And I told him that first scene. He went, you've got to be kidding me. And his response was, well, can you just go get John Wayne Gacy's clown outfit and go <laughs> and go, you know, I mean, bring right. that to different place. And the thing is, like they had they didn't have anybody with them. It was mm-hmm. just there. And I went, logic has completely gone out the window in this but then he started yelling at him and he reminded me of general zod from the superman movie with you will bow down before me and of course he's british and as we mentioned everything sounds better in a british <laughs> accent that's what game of thrones has taught us so 
Uh, what were your first impressions of the movie as it started? I was kind of not as into it, if that makes you know. I was just kind of like, mm, okay, waiting for it to kind of pick up. And then the word "new" just kept popping into my head because I'm so used to the 1978 and the 1981 and it's just not the same vibe at all um it's not the same vibe it doesn't look like that movie Mm -mm. and it can be forgiven for wanting to do its own thing i believe you should do your own thing but it never felt like a halloween movie it didn't feel like halloween four it didn't feel like any of that it had no atmosphere for me. Everything was way too bright. That's exactly what... From the beginning what of the movie. I think wrote down here. I mean, there was too much the daytime. The camera work. Just... They the, were close the, in. Yeah, when you go back to the original and even two, the camera angles are incredible. It pulls you in. It's creepy. They didn't have any of that in this. It, it was just too bright, and they were just so close in. Now, my problem then extended into the next scene where... We spend, how, is it about 20 or 25 minutes, these people, these true crime podcasters are in the movie, and this is 20 or 25 minutes you could have spent with Laurie Strode, Mm -hmm. because she's in the movie, and no, you didn't do that, we spent time with them, and then they go and they see her, and I think this is poor writing, because they are telling us, and they're not showing us, they tell us, they go and they visit her, and she says, she gives her life story, she sits there and and says it, and you don't see any of this. Mm -hmm. They attempt to show you later in the movie, you know, how her relationships are with her family. But I felt like it was just a cheap gag, not a gag, a gimmick to get, you know, to get both sides of the right. story and get her in the movie. I it, None of it felt organic to me. And that's the word that gets thrown around. I don't like that word. You know, I think it gets thrown around like surreal too, too easily. But it didn't feel organic to me. I agree completely. And they were trying to make her... They were trying to compare her with Michael Myers in a way that she was a predator and things like that. I got that vibe, None too. Of it, I almost feel like she was the Michael Myers of the movie, if that makes any they sense. They wanted her to be the Michael right. Myers and of the it movie. It just doesn't work for me. So, well, let's talk about Michael, because he is very near and dear to your heart. And yes. talk about him in this movie. I don't care for him in this movie. And, and, and the reason, I'm like into that, he's not scary. He has. He doesn't stalk people. He's. There's your word from earlier. There's no tension in this movie. There's no buildup of things happening. It just kind of goes for it, and it's just like, that's not. Do you hear that? I hear oh, the no. sirens. I bet they're after Perry Parchusi. I think they are. So, well, we're gonna try and finish this up, though. Let's try and hurry let's, up. Let's try and hurry something up. Happens. Something happens. Something um, happens. So, what what do you think about Michael? Uh, I thought the physicality was wrong. Me too. Uh, let me tell you, the biggest problem I had, uh, a choice they made, was he killed for the first 30 minutes of the movie without his mask on. Now, you that's never it. get a direct look at his face, but you see enough of it. Exactly, and that's, that's not I, Michael. I don't, I don't need a deconstruction of Michael nope. Myers. I know uh, as the doctor who's called in here tonight and called in on the first episode, I uh, said he's evil. Uh, I, that did not work for me. Mm-mm. Me neither. Those characters of the podcasters did not work for me. They served no purpose, I thought, in the story. Except for him getting his mask from them. Ooh. Yeah. Yay. I didn't get the point of them at all. There was no logic to it. No. So, uh, we talked about the 1978 movie. We identify with Laurie Strode. We mm-hmm. identify with Jamie Lee Curtis. She grounds the movie. Mm-hmm. Who grounds this movie? Uh, no one. I think they want the granddaughter to ground the movie, she but doesn't. it doesn't work. <laughs> I really, I don't want to belabor this point. 
I didn't like this movie. I didn't like anything about this movie. There was one moment I liked in the movie. I felt like it was trying to be something deeper than it was. And that's the thing, too. This movie was trying to go deep. It was mm-hmm. trying to go psychologically deep. Didn't work. I don't feel the pairing between the two of them Mm-mm. in this in this movie. I don't feel that she needs him to exist and he doesn't need her to exist. You're telling me this remorseless shark of a man can just lay there dormant, but then he sees the mask and he's back, and now he's back. I didn't buy it. Me neither. I didn't buy it. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, anything? Anything that stuck out to you? Um, anything that that? I was gonna. I was you? gonna ask you this question. When you watch one and two, do you sometimes, you know, talk to the TV like, "Ooh, Michael's right behind you," you know, "Run, hide," something like that? It, it's not so much I'm talking to the TV, but I'm going, "Oh but damn, there head, he is!" Oh right. damn, there he is! They don't have that in this movie for me. There's never a moment where I'm like, you know, "Oh, he's right behind you," or "Oh, don't open that door." It's just like I think a lot of it had to do with the framing of things. Mm-hmm. And I know some people out there would probably think, well, well, Dan, if they remade the 1978 movie, you know, use those shots, you'd be upset. You'd be saying, oh, it was cop in that movie. No. If it was establishing tension and atmosphere with a new story and interesting characters, Mm -hmm. I would have been all for it. Uh, I'm all for what they were trying to do here. They just didn't pull any of it off for me. Uh, Again, and let me say this because I know the age we're living in. If you disagree with us, we're not talking bad about you. We're not talking no, bad not about all. the people that made the movie. We love Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. We've established that. Uh, I thought she was great with what she was given to do here. I thought she showed up. And I like this take on Lori, but it just, none of it was working cohesively right. for me. It didn't work as a whole. So um, we talked about Michael, the story. You want to talk about? The story. It, it just it, didn't. See, that's where I wanted to go with it, too. This doesn't feel like a sequel to me. If I watch, one, you know, 1978 and then go into this one, they just don't go. It feels like it's trying to have its cake and eat it, too. And yeah. that, like, she's still his sister, but she's not his sister kind of thing, if they that just, makes yeah. any sense whatsoever. They just don't go together for me. Right. You know, it, it, the story falls at some point. And. I feel like, I don't know. And I feel like, you know, these are the eastbound and down guys. And I feel like, you know, some of that humor crept in mm-hmm. at certain points and it felt very out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like some of the male characters in the movie are a little neutered in a, in a way. The dad is a complete waste of time. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, I dropped peanut butter, you know, on my crotch. And then, uh, you know, the dinner scene where, you know, he's acting like a complete fool talking to the kid. And then. When Michael Myers is on the way to Laurie Strode's house, what is he doing in the control center? He's yo-yoing. And I felt like it was just a complete waste of he screen just, time. Yeah, just and I, I didn't identify with anyone on that screen. Me neither. And for the first time, I was going, oh, please, Michael, just kill him. Just kill them all, Michael. Yeah. Kill them all. When, yeah, when, in, you know, you watch the other ones, you're like, oh, don't, don't get those people, you know. <laughs> Right, right. right. Uh, what did you think about the final fight between the two of them? I didn't care for it. It felt anticlimactic no. because there was no tension Mm-mm. built up. There was nothing linking. I didn't feel like there was anything linking them together that made me want to see that. I feel like when no, you, I wanted to see. I wanted to see a fight between them, but I didn't. Well, I feel like, and again, maybe I just compare stuff too much. I don't know. Maybe because I just love these movies and I'm overcritical. I don't know. When you watch these other movies, I feel like let me let me interrupt you there. But you like four and five, don't you? Yeah. And those are not considered to be the greatest of the sequels, but you give them a pass, right? Right. Because they're they're fun movies for what they yes. are. Okay. 
I just wanted to, there's a story. I wanted to throw that out there before you said what you say because it's not. So if you like four and five, it's not that you're overly hard on them, but this was built up to be something that I I think it it wasn't. Right. And you feel the same. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, please, no, no, no. please go. What I was going to say is that when you watch these other movies, I feel like, like you said, there's a buildup of them having this fight at the end, but it seems like there's always a chase or a fight throughout the whole entire movie, and there never was one in this. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I totally get what you're Lori saying. Between Lori and him or whoever, he was just, there was just no... Real was, path of anything. It was just kind of like... It was also lacking a Dr. Loomis character. Yeah. I don't care that there was a doctor character in it. That was not... That was not... And they were trying to make her kind of into Loomis, sort of. And they had something to say about evil. You need to kill evil. I get it. You know, but... Right. What did you think of the doctor? Let's talk about him. Again, I didn't really care for him. You know? He, he didn't stand out. And I felt like they should have... If they had to make this movie, they should have cast that with someone else. Mm-hmm. A star, a horror star. You know, um... Because Donald Pleasance was established. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that would have been a good... We have to mention him on every show. That would have been a good role for Robert England. It would have been. Who needs to be on the show. <laughs> or the Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> we are contractually obligated to mention the two of them and Shudder on every episode. <laughs> so that whole story didn't work for me. And can, can I can I kind of give a little bit of a spoiler? Or Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to... Okay, here's a spoiler. So, Did it bother you as much when the doctor put on the mask? It bothered me to know. It bothered end. me to my core. Why did it bother you to your core? I can't. I don't have a good. I don't have a good it, reason. Except but that when it came he stood out of up nowhere. And he had the mask on. I think I was. I screamed out loud, like, "What is happening? What is this? This this shouldn't happen." Doctor Loomis would have never put it, on the mask. No one would have stood up and put on his. It mask. went down a tributary. It did not need. It was so to go strange, down. and it, it was a waste of screen time, taken away from the ultimate confrontation that that should have been. I think better handled, but I find the uh, the confrontation at the end to be anticlimactic. I Completely I didn't care. Agree. I didn't care, and that was the thing. There was no tension. I wasn't mm-hmm. invested. I didn't care. I was checked out of the movie. Yeah, and a lot of the story was like about family and like you know, you mentioned to me before recording about the gun at the end when she finds her gun from yeah that comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? It's just like that's not yeah that's not and a they, Halloween movie. and it bothered me too like. Uh, you know, they're about to die and you know, I'm sorry I raised you the way that I did. And then they do it again with the with the other two characters with, Hey baby, it's gonna be all right, you know. Right. And it, then that doesn't feel like Halloween. It didn't it didn't feel like Halloween mm-hmm. to me either. It would have been neat if she had actually stalked him, if they had gotten into some predatory, you know, moves if Yeah, like I, I, I wanted her to leave her cabin or house, whatever it is, and like find him throughout this movie as he was being transported, you know, like on a hunt for him. And they have these fights throughout it. But it wasn't there. All right, let's talk about, uh, did you like anything in the movie? No. <laughs> Not really. What about the music? Did you like the music? Um, no. <laughs> for the most part, I liked the music for the most part. When I, they called back to the original. Original. Thank course. you. When I heard it, I was like, hallelujah. I needed to hear that. But it, then it kind of just Let's talk fun. about the opening scene with them, with the... Uh, uh, original music. What did you think of that? And if you haven't seen the movie, the pumpkin, the pumpkin is dead and it inflates. Yeah, I did not like that. I didn't. I didn't dig it either. I, I think for a split second, the one part that I might have liked is the cop scene when he puts Michael in the back with the granddaughter. For a second, I was like, "Ooh, this right. could get interesting." You know, right. like, "Ooh, what's gonna happen?" I felt like the uh, the sheriff needed to have some more um, 
interaction with Lori, like they had a, mm-hmm. like he was one of the ex-husbands. I felt like they needed to be linked, but that right. didn't happen either. Right. Like he took her word for it and she gets stepped. I don't know. I, I don't know how you fix this movie. Um, again, we're not criticizing you because we don't like it. We just, I didn't like the movie. We watched it independently of one another and came to these conclusions I separately. I think I watched it before you. You did. And uh, you're like, how is it? I'm like, just watch it. And that did not color me the way that, you know, your uh, in, uh, review, quote unquote, of it, your uh, feelings toward it did not color me. I was like, okay, maybe she's wrong. Maybe. And then it started, like I said, 90 seconds in, I was done. Like, <laughs> you will I, speak to me, Michael. You know? I had a feeling that you'd be on board with where I was. <laughs> um, now, we did talk about this when we were at the Hooters sitting in Bobby's booth. We both did have one kill that we liked that we felt harkened back to something that would have been in the original. Do you want to tell them what that is? I don't think I remember what we talked about. It was about. The, uh, in the police car, the head with the flashlight. Oh, yes, that is that is right. Yeah, right. I do like that He one. had ripped someone's head off and put a flashlight in it like a jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. I thought that was clever. I do like that. Let's talk about some of the humor in the movie. Did any of that land for you? Nope. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, well, let me apologize, too, because I feel like I'm a little more harsh than you. Go ahead. So I apologize it's okay. to anyone involved in this movie. I don't hate any of you. I don't, you know, want to say I hate the movie. It just wasn't my favorite. It it did nothing for me. me and I don't know why it got so many groovy. Now, the Roger Ebert site gave it two out of five. And if you read that review, it's pretty much in line with what we said. It just, you know what my biggest gripe with this movie is? It's not scary. Mm-mm. At all. It's, it's, it, it kind of just is what it is. I watched two after I watched this one. I did the opposite. I watched, I, I went reverse. We were, we switched off. Yeah. <laughs> I went from 2018 to two and I was like, oh, okay. You know, you start picking at your nails. Like, okay, the suspense is there. It's not there in 2018. I didn't like any of the framing. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like fall. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like Halloween. All those movies feel like they take Halloween. place in Halloween. I know. Exactly. This, this, I don't know. Uh, if anybody's out there, if you want to drop us a line and let us know why you love the movie, I would love to hear from you. I, we just didn't, I don't know, maybe we didn't get it. You think we've turned in old fuddy duddies? But I didn't know. want a retelling of the 78 movie either. I just wanted the feel of it. So, so, okay, you don't want a retelling. Did it bother you with some of the stuff from the 1978 movie? Oh, when they would frame her as Michael Myers, like, oh, you've seen the movie, and they would invert things, like where she fell off the balcony, that where she's or outside the school. where the dead girl was wearing the sheet, looking like a ghost. Right, right. And, yeah, the school scene where she's outside. It's kind of like, I, I feel like that was already done, and it didn't do what it needed to in this movie. You, get, you know what I mean? I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. So, well... I think they know where we stand on this movie. Two is my. Two is mine. Two is mine. Um, It just this was this was a great misfire to me. I just I wasn't feeling this. I wanted to. Me too. I was so excited. I really I was excited too. So excited to watch this. Disappointing. Uh, And you know they're talking about redoing Friday the Thirteenth and Elm Street. And please don't. Please leave them alone. So we usually end with a favorite. Did you have anything favorite from this movie um, besides the cop Jack O'Lantern? I liked hearing the original music. There we go. I liked seeing her again. I did too. But I it's think, like Harrison think, Ford in The Force Awakens. Like it can't cover right. for for the for the deficiency there. I mean, I got I, I got, got a. Burning me into it. 
of my Harrison Ford for the I, evening. You know, when she, she when she popped up on screen, I did get a little excited. I smiled. You know, yeah, I smiled. Oh, me too. So even the Happy Halloween, Michael, I was like, I was done at that point. I was like, mm-hmm. just kill them all. <laughs> and they're doing a sequel to it. Yeah. There you go. Made a lot of money. Made a lot of people very happy. It didn't make us happy, no. but as we said. Yeah, we usually don't do movies we don't like. We didn't know. We hadn't seen it. Right. So uh, I'm going to watch it again on a later date and see if it sets in, but I really doubt it. They, they had too many logical inconsistencies in the movie for me to, to really I get just, over. I just wasn't scared. I wasn't either. I was and just, I think that's, I said it, you know, in the other episode, that's why I watch Halloween. They're scary. Right. I wasn't scared. Right. So, Faith, we, uh, we are going to go to break, but we have a new piece of music tonight. From our old pals, Polly Walnuts. Remember them? I do remember them. This tune is called Kashyyyk Greens. You know you know what Kashyyyk is, don't you? That's where Chewbacca the Wookiee is from. Mm-hmm. And this is inspired by the Memphis Sounds of Stax by Booker T and the MGs. This is their little tribute to to that sound. And it's called, as we said, and to, uh, as it says here, to their forever nerddom of the original six Star Wars movies. I'm right there with them. <laughs> So this is Polly Walnuts with Kashyyyk Greens. We will see you on the other side. Thank you. 
that music is still doing it for me, Faith. I love it so much. What are we doing next week? We are doing House of Frankenstein and Monster Squad. A double feature? A double feature. I am so and You know, the Monster Squad is one of the reasons I love horror movies. I can't wait to see it. We'll be right back. Gwenny Goop, lady lawyer, and I'm such a bad bitch, I should be illegal. I'll sue their pants off, I'll sue their shirts off, I'll sue their asses off. I'm Gwenny Goop, badass lady lawyer bitch. Welcome back, boogers, to the Late Night Fright. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Faith, what did you think of Kashyyyk Greens? It was wonderful. I loved it. I like that track. They also wanted me to say that that song is, would be their throw-in for a Star Wars cantina scene. I would like to see that. I would like to hear some Memphis music in a Star Wars cantina me scene. Too. Me too. Me too. So I would say we've had a pretty good set of shows right yeah i've i've enjoyed talking about the good the bad well the good the good and the not so good um we kid we be kid, nice we kid we uh if you agreed with us if you disagreed with us we want to thank you for joining us we know you have a lot of options for how you spend your time we know you, we appreciate every single one of you for listening every week we appreciate every single one of you who are new to the show, who've been with us since the beginning, from London to France, from the USA to Australia. So we appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope to hear from you. We hope to uh, that you tell your friends and tell 500 of your closest friends to listen to the show. Exactly. If 250 of them listen, I'll still be a happy man. Seriously, thank you for for listening to us. We have the movies House of Frankenstein and The Monster Squad coming up on tap for next week. It's going to be a double feature. I think you're going to like those. Faith, you like Boris Karloff? I love them. Faith, you like The Little Rascals? Mm-hmm, I do. Have you ever seen The Monster Squad? I have not. It's The Little Rascals Meet the Universal Studio Monsters. It's awesome. It's a great ride. One of my first favorite movies. It was a movie that got me into horror films, and I'm really excited to be talking about it. I'm excited that you're going to watch the movie, and, and we're both going to get to talk about it. So it's been a good night. Uh, you know, we uh, we haven't had any visitors yet, but we are having we, the phone line is lighting up. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Should we take it? Let's go for it. Why not? Let's do it. You are on the Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. What is on your mind tonight? I met him 15 years ago. Oh, it's this guy again. Gosh. No reason. I think this no is Perry Parcheesi's doctor. Sir? 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 Hello? Good or evil. Good or evil. Right or wrong. He had... There's the music again. Where's that music so coming from? I have no idea. Blank, Sir. Pale, Hello. Face and Sir. The Sir, do you have any idea where Perry Parcheesi is right now? I spent eight years trying to reach him. Uh, eight years. He just repeats. Seven. Locked up. Pure evil. Just pure evil, right? Evil. Sir. Oh, wait, there's, you hear the breathing? Wait, what is that? Sir, I think, I think Perry Parcheesi is with you. Remember, three babysitters 40 years ago and a pizza delivery guy, but he didn't take 
the ham and pineapple pizza. Sir, well, the source is too violent, too deadly to imagine. Good, good, silent, blah, blah. Sir, do you know where he is? Obviously right there. Uh, and there we go. Never up. a dull moment here in Cozy Corner. Nope. Do you? Do you hear something? Mm-hmm. What's that? Was that footsteps? Is that? I don't know. Oh, Faith, what do you think this is? Oh, Faith, where's that music coming from? Why is there music right now? No idea. You're not Faith? playing anything. No, that's not me. Hold on, let me let me take a look. Faith, there is a man in a in gas station coveralls wearing a faded Harrison Ford mask outside of our window, and he's holding a very big knife. Oh my god! I think it's Perry Parcheesi. Why is he here? I have no idea, Faith. Do you want to ask him, or do you want to go ahead and go? I'd like to just go ahead and go. Well, we're not gonna finish the show, but uh, we want to thank you for listening. And oh, Faith, yeah, he's ready to come. We we should go. Uh, who do we blame for tonight? What do you think, that doctor guy? Perry Parcheesi? Doctor guy and Perry Parcheesi? You little little sons sons of of bitches. bitches. Everybody, it's Dan from the Late Night Fright. Be sure to check out our website, latenightfright.com, and subscribe to our email list. Also, check us out on Instagram at the Late Night Fright Podcast. Sweet dreams. See you on the other side.